whether we attack someone directly or indirectly, when we do that, we create disconnection and contribute to divisiveness, to lack of peace, to lack of collaboration, and lack of creativity. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. Today, I would like to share something that we don't talk about very often because it perhaps sounds too obvious. And that's the fact that we create disconnection when we use language to attack another person. Now, while this may be obvious to you, what may be less obvious is that you may be experiencing disconnection in your life right now because one of the contributing factors of that disconnection and something that you may not be aware of is that you are attacking those you care about the most. You may not know this because there's not just one kind of attack. And because there are less obvious aspects of attacking that you may be participating in right now. So to help you in this episode, I will teach you about two kinds of attacks you may be communicating in this moment. And I'm also going to teach you about the less obvious aspects of each. So let's dive into the topic of attacking others, the two kinds of attack we tend to engage in, and the not so obvious aspects of attacking. First of all, we need to acknowledge that when we attack others, it is because we feel triggered. That is to say, when someone does or says something that we not only dislike, but something that we feel offended by, hurt by. And what we do is that we react to our feelings by attacking the other person. I will talk more about triggers in a future podcast. Now, when you think about attacking, what are you thinking of? Are you thinking of someone raising their voice, yelling, using offensive language like cussing or calling the other person names? You know, when I work with couples and I mention the word attack, this is what my clients usually think of. So this kind of attacking that you may be thinking about and that my clients think about when I mention that word attack is a direct kind of attack. Yes, when we go into direct attack, we do all these things I just mentioned. And our language also includes blaming, criticism, and shaming. You can know when you are attacking the other person directly because when you engage in direct attack, you address the other person directly, which means that you use the word you a lot. Whether you are attacking the other person in an in-person interaction, on the phone, on text, or even on social media, you are using that pronoun you a lot. And if the other person can hear your voice, that word you sounds a little bit louder or emphasized as in you don't get me or you always say this to me or you are such a jerk or 
you think you know it all, don't you? Or you are the one who needs help. Or you're a loser. Yikes, just saying these phrases arouses a lot of kind of like intense energy inside of me. Now, when you're attacking someone in person, most likely you're also looking at them as you're speaking. Now, all these communication features are present when you're attacking someone or when someone is communicating with you in a way that you know is attacking, right? This is very obvious. It's also obvious that attacking creates disconnection, separation, and divisiveness. If not, think of political debates or some reality TV shows and how much division those attacks create. And of course, attacking can escalate from the use of verbal language to the use of body language. And that can include throwing things, hitting, and even inflicting physical harm. Again, this kind of body language is obvious when we are describing direct attack. Now, what is less obvious about direct attack is that when you are attacking, you may not be really thinking, I have to get bigger in this moment. But when you get triggered and you immediately react to feeling triggered with direct attack, your chest puffs up, you increase the volume of your voice, your eyes bulge and they look bigger and more intense, you make big physical gestures like pointing with your finger or putting your hands out in front of you in a very tense and rigid way, or you may even raise your arms. If you're engaging in direct attack with someone in person, you may also get closer to the person you are attacking. So as you are attacking in that moment, you are displaying more of yourself and appearing bigger than you regularly are. This is because, and here is what's less obvious about direct attack, is that when we attack, we feel scared and we feel especially small. Or we perceive that the other person has the intention of belittling us. There's so much more I could say about this, but for now, let me tell you about my client. We'll call him Mike. Mike provided a service in a beauty salon in which he saw clients all day long. Not a week would go by without hearing from his manager the same message. Mike, you need to work on your temper if you want to keep your job here. When Mike's clients would give him feedback that he disagreed with, he would go into direct attack instantaneously. He was losing clients and he was on the verge of losing his job when he came to coaching with me. In our sessions, he realized that he perceived his clients as trying to belittle him when he would ask, what do you think? And when they didn't reply with, I love it, Mike would go into direct attack. He became aware that instead of being that tall person that he is or the adult that he is, that he felt like a little kid. That is something that was not so obvious to him. What was obvious to him when we started our alchemical coaching journey was that he was receiving negative feedback. But what was not so obvious to him was that he had assumed inaccurately that his clients wanted to belittle him. He was able to shift this 
as his awareness deepened and as his desire to connect with his clients rather than disconnect or attack became stronger and stronger. Today, Mike has different alternatives and choices when he gets triggered, and he is able to keep the connection with his clients and other important people in his life. And no, he didn't get fired. On the contrary, he got promoted. Now, remember when I told you at the beginning of the podcast that there are two kinds of attack? Yes, I just taught you about direct attack which seems maybe more obvious. Now, the second kind of attack, as you may have guessed, is indirect attack. Indirect attack is less visible in the sense that if you are attacking indirectly, you're not getting bigger or louder. Not necessarily. You're not getting closer to the person you are attacking or making eye contact with them either because you're actually not addressing the person you're attacking in a direct way. So you are not saying the pronouns you, you, you all the time. Your language, when you are using indirect attack, is filled with the third person pronouns, such as he, she, and they. Indirect attack comes in the form of passive aggression, saying things like, um, Everybody knows not to leave a child alone in the kitchen when you're cooking something on the stovetop. This is indirect because this is something you may be saying to your partner because you would like your partner to stay in the kitchen when they're cooking and your child is there with them. But rather than saying to your partner directly, please stay in the kitchen when you're cooking and our child is there too, instead of saying that, We say something so indirect, such as everybody knows not to leave a child alone in the kitchen when they're cooking something on the stovetop. Can you see how indirect this kind of attack is? Because the person receiving that, they feel it. They go, ouch, they feel that hurt, that that was directed at them, but in a very indirect way. Indirect attack also comes in the form of recruiting others to take your side. Like when you tell a coworker, you won't believe what our VP said to me to shame me at the meeting. It may seem like you're looking for empathy or sympathy, but what you're really doing there is attacking your VP indirectly. And you are recruiting your coworker, the one you're talking to, to take your side and to be against your VP, and maybe in the future, retaliate or punish your VP in your name. See how this is indirect attack? Another form of indirect attack is when you gossip. When you say something like, a little birdie told me they saw Jew from your team in the cafeteria talking badly about Jim. When you gossip, You are attacking someone else behind their back and pinning people or groups against one another. And just like direct attack, indirect attack creates disconnection, it damages relationships, and it fosters divisiveness. If not, think of political advertising, indirectly attacking the candidate of the opposite party by spreading rumors about them and how much division this type of advertisement creates. 
I know you don't like that kind of advertisement. I don't like them either. Now, let me give you a real example of indirect attack from my coaching practice. I coached a couple who, when they would travel to get together with their family, one of the siblings would criticize my clients. They would criticize how my clients were raising their then toddler, little son, and blame my clients for all the problems this sibling thought the little boy would grow up with. Now, this sibling would say things to his wife while they were in the other room, but he would say them loud enough so that my clients could hear him. And when they were sharing the common areas of the house with my clients, this sibling would not say anything directly to them. See, this was a perfect example of indirect attack. Now, the tragic and not so obvious thing about attacking is that attacking not only creates disconnection and division, but attacking thwarts any kind of possibility for collaboration, creativity, or sustainable problem solving, coming up with solutions that can stick. And what's even worse is that it perpetuates the practice of not knowing how to redirect the energy when we're triggered. And when we don't know how to redirect our energies, we communicate habitually and we're not going to find another way of communicating in those instances. So if you would like to have collaboration, creativity, or sustainable problem solving in your life, you need to have different choices. And I want to share one more thing about attacking. I already shared with you that when we attack, it's because we're triggered, right? I will talk more about triggers again in another podcast, but for now, know that the particular form of trigger that we get into when we attack is fear. When someone is attacking you, know that they are the ones who are afraid. When you are attacking, know that you are the one who's feeling scared. And remember, when you respond to that feeling of fear by attacking, you are the one who's contributing to disconnection, pain, and divisiveness. So to recap, in this episode, I shared with you two kinds of attack we tend to engage in, direct attack and indirect attack. I also taught you about the less obvious aspects of each. And as you interact with others this week, notice when you're about to attack someone directly or indirectly. And remember that whether we attack someone directly or indirectly, When we do that, we create disconnection and contribute to divisiveness, to lack of peace, to lack of collaboration, and lack of creativity. In other words, attacking does not get you connection. So how will you choose to communicate when you're triggered? Will you choose to communicate in a way that leads to connection or disconnection? I sincerely hope that you choose connection. Because remember, You are an adult with choices and you have the ability to choose connection, even and especially when you're triggered. 
Now, if you would like to have true connection in your life and in your relationships, then join me in a free masterclass I'm teaching right now. There are three dates I'm offering so that you can take this class live with me and ask me questions directly. So go to languagealchemy.com forward slash masterclass to save your spot right now and choose which of the three dates works best for you. In this masterclass, I'm going to describe how to find out what level of connection you have with important people in your life. I'm also going to teach you three strategies to bring true connection into your life, and I am going to share my own daily personal practice to cultivate true connection in my relationships with my loved ones, my clients, and my team. It's going to be so rich with information and practices you can use right away that you do not want to miss this. So go and sign up to the free masterclass at languagealchemy.com forward slash masterclass. Next week, I am going to talk about what happens when you say, I don't want to talk about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and a special thanks to my client Lee for learning how to choose a different way of communicating with his partner and his clients when the only option he used to have was to attack. I'm so proud of you, Lee, for taking the alchemical steps to create more connection with you, with others, and with your partner. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com and where you're listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast, subscribe now and share it with your friends. As we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao.